The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Eight minutes after eight, and thank you so much for joining us. It's time now for the Forum at Eight here on AM Live. And this morning we explore the role of elected public representatives and as far as service delivery is concerned in our local municipalities. Today's discussion stems from Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs Minister Praveen Gordon's call to review the terms for ward councillors. Now, speaking at a conference of ward councillors in Kempton Park in Eguruleni this week, uh, Gordon uh, warned that no matter how poor, voters were not stupid and that they would use their votes to express their dissatisfaction with government's performance. According to SABC News research stats that involve tracking all service delivery protests around the country since 2004, uh, that is when this phenomenon surfaced as a viable means of venting frustration and dissatisfaction with municipal delivery, uh, there had been around 1,106 protests since October of 2004. So on the forum at this morning, we ask, how can our local government structures be more responsive to the demands of their communities? And joining us uh, for this conversation, Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs uh, Deputy Minister Andres Nell. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Mr. Nell. Good morning, and thank you very, very much for the opportunity. Now, you know, Mr. Nell, I was looking at this story and um, I'm going to quote from this article. It says, municipal workers in Makana reportedly chased acting municipal manager uh, Temba Nguni through Grahamstown after they were not paid on time. And, you know, that's just but one line. And if you look at, you know, some of the stories, uh, ones that we get to read and hear about on a daily basis, it almost paints a picture that our local government structures are in crisis. What's your view on that? Yeah. Thank you very, very much for the, for the opportunity to, to discuss what I think is one of the most important issues confronting our democracy, and that is how we consolidate and strengthen the local sphere of government. It's an incredibly important sphere. It's recognized as a distinct sphere of government in our constitution. We are one of the few countries in the world that gives that level of recognition to local government, that attaches that degree of importance to local government. And I think we really need to, to take a hard and a serious but also a balanced view of local government. I think the starting point is we need to, to, to look back and see where we come from. The current system of local government that we have in South Africa is only 14 years old. It was introduced in 2000. Before that, we had an interim phase of local government, and before that we had a apartheid system of local government, which was an absolute mishmash of more than 1,100 councils, black local authorities, and a whole lot of other structures. Many parts of our country weren't even covered by local government. Today we sit with a system of 278 municipalities that cover every square kilometer of South Africa's territory. Within that, you have a very wide range of experience. You have eight metropolitan municipalities, you have 44 district municipalities, and you have 222 local municipalities. 
some of those municipalities are performing excellently. The day before yesterday, Minister Gordon and I were in the Steve Chwete municipality in Mpumalanga, a municipality that year after year now, I think for almost a decade, has received absolutely unqualified audits. They, they have, I don't know how many awards for rendering clean drinking water, for providing sanitation. It's a municipality that functions well by any standards. They have very good relations with the community, with the business community. It's a model municipality. Then you'll have a municipality like Makana, where Minister Gordon visited last week, where things are not going right. There are serious problems with governance. There are serious problems with service delivery. I think, I think the point is that we need, that we can't paint local government with the same brush. We need a differentiated approach. We need to give recognition where things are going well, but we also need to be absolutely merciless where things are going wrong and where people are not doing their job. And that's why the call that we are making is that we need to get back to basics. We and need to set clear benchmarks, and we need to ensure that all municipalities perform their basic responsibilities every day without fail. And that is what we are committed to ensuring. And exactly how, uh, Minister Nell, do you propose to do that? If we look at the Auditor General's report, for example, um, it is true you can quote, and unfortunately you can actually have the time, the luxury of time, to look through the municipalities that are performing well because the reality is that more of those are not doing a great job. No, but you see, again, I, 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 I think we, we need a really serious conversation. Uh, about about this issue. Let us not mask in, or hide any of the difficulties. Not, let us not spin things. But also let us be rigorous and scientific. Let us look at the Auditor General's report. Let us look at exactly what, it's, what it says. Many of those municipalities are making the current, the, the latest report by the Auditor General in, indicates that things are improving, that there are more municipalities that are getting unqualified audits that there are less municipalities that are getting disclaimers. More municipalities are submitting their financial statements on time, sometimes not to the desired uh, level of quality, but they're doing that. It lays a basis for us to to work on. Um, It's not all, all doom and gloom. Let us hone in on those municipalities that are problem cases, those municipalities that if we were doctors, we would diagnose and put in the ICU and and drill down into the specifics. Let us also not forget that as important as unqualified audits are, municipalities are also there primarily to render services. If we look at the report that was released by the Statistician General two or three days ago, it shows very clearly but we are definitely on track in terms of service delivery. Take, for example, water. In 2012, there were 11,422,000 people receiving water from municipalities. By 2013, that had increased by 3.3% to 11,794,000. 
Similarly, electricity has gone up by 2.3% over the past year. Sewage and sanitation up by 6.2%. Solid waste management up by 5.1%. So our municipalities are working. They are delivering services. That is not to say that there aren't problems with the quality of those services, not to say that there aren't problems with the governance in those municipalities. And that is what we need to, to drill down and address. Because there are indeed those problems. Um, uh, Mr. Nell, there, we are having a bit of a problem with the quality of the line that we have you on. So I'll tell you what, we're going to take a short break and try and rectify that. When we come back, we'll open the lines 0891-104-208 and we'll invite our listeners to join in uh, the conversation. We are asking this morning, how can our local government structures be more responsive to the, the, to the demands of their communities? And our guest this morning is uh, the Deputy Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, Mr. Andres Nell. SAFM brings you live interactive topical news from current affairs, global warming debates, women's issues, to interviews with top literary connoisseurs. To join our conversations, visit our website on safm.co.za. Follow us on Twitter at SAFM Radio or simply like our Facebook page, SAFM Radio. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. We're talking about uh, local governance structures this morning. And our question is, how can our local government structures be more responsive to the demands of communities? What are your thoughts on that? 0891104208, that's the number you can call in on. And you can also SMS us on 34701, uh, tweet or Facebook, AM Live on SAFM. And we are in conversation with uh, the Deputy Minister of uh, Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, Mr. Andre Snell. Now, before uh, we took that break, Mr. Nell, you were talking about uh, the Statistician General's uh, report from earlier this week. Now, uh, just honing down into uh, some of the findings from this particular report, um, it spoke about, and uh, very worrying, the fact that fewer poor people were getting services as councils were actually diverting funding. Speak to us about that. That is indeed a a worrying uh, phenomenon. Um, but again, I, I think the, the, the starting point is to indicate that more people are serving, are, are serving, receiving services from municipalities. We recognise that there are instances where municipalities are using uh, their municipal infrastructure grants uh, for operational purposes, something that they shouldn't do. It is something that uh, our department is working very closely with National Treasury to ensure that those things don't happen and that where they do, that there are consequences. There are instances, for example, where National Treasury has uh, docked the, the monies of uh, municipalities. Of course, what we want to ensure is that uh, it's those responsible in the municipalities who are held to account and who suffer the consequences and not the residents of those municipalities. But these are very serious, um, you know, uh, transgressions, if you like, because if the municipalities, if the uh, municipal entities that are supposed to be in charge of issues such as funding and uh, they are supposed to know exactly what the rules governing that is, 
if they are diverting money meant for one purpose for something else, then surely, you know, that is a cause for concern. Yeah, of course, I mean, and, and, and we, we, we share that, that concern. That's, that's why I've indicated that we're working very closely with, with National Treasury to ensure that that, that doesn't happen. But, but, but you see, Mr. Nell, and, and I'm sure people will be saying, but, you know, this is what we always hear. The fact that government is aware of what is going on and what is going wrong, more importantly. But it's always a matter of, you know, we are working on it. We are trying to rectify this. And I don't have to tell you because the evidence is, you know, clear. It's all over that people are growing impatient at this, uh, you know, slow pace of uh, delivery that they are experiencing. No, but you know, I, I, I think I think it's important again to 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 go back to to what the statistician general is telling us. The statistician general is telling us that the pace of delivery, in fact, is, is increasing. Let me that, tell you what that, it says that, here, that, Mr. Nell. That, 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 that water, that water, electricity, sewage, sanitation, waste management, all of those service delivery delivery levels are going up. The problem in many municipalities um, is not that the levels of service, that service delivery is not taking place. The problem in many municipalities is that the quality of those services, in many instances, leave things to, to be desired. Secondly, that there are serious governance problems that there is instability in those municipalities, that the municipalities don't have the relationship with voters that they should have. And that's the issue that Minister Gordon was addressing the other day when he spoke to councillors and towards uh, committees in, in Gauteng. Mr. Now, let me read this bit to you. It says that in the case of water and electricity, the number of free consumer units, for example, was lower in absolute numbers last year than it was in 2009. This despite an increase in the number of taps and electricity connections in the past year. And, and, and we've heard these stories time and time again on this show, on other platforms, where it doesn't matter that the tap is there. It doesn't matter that the electricity connection is there if there is no access to the actual electricity or water. No, but, 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 but I think we're talking about two different things here. The, the one, what the statistician general is saying is that the number of people receiving services from municipalities have gone up. The issue that you are raising is, is the indigent policy and access to free basic services. Now, those are, are quite, quite different issues. Yes. Yes. So are you saying that this only pertains to indigent uh, services and not to, um, you know, entire communities? This fact no. that maybe no. there may be, um, you know, connections, but people are not actually receiving services. No, 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 no. no. Wait, let, I think let, let, let's take one or two steps back. A municipality has a responsibility to provide services to residents within that municipality. Yes. That means it, it must put water piping, it must put sewage systems in place, it must make sure that there are electricity connections and, 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 and meters. That municipalities are doing. What we're saying as government is that because we are a government that cares for the poor, we have an indigent policy, that where people cannot afford to pay for those services, they can register as indigent households 
and they are then entitled to receive a certain quantity of services free, without any charge. Now, it's very clear that our municipalities are doing their job in terms of, of, of service delivery. In many instances, those municipalities have encountered problems in terms of implementing an indigent policy. We are working with municipalities to make sure that those problems are sorted out, that they are able to keep indigent registers and to be able to deliver those services to indigent people. That's not to say that service delivery is not taking place. All right. And uh, I see our listeners want to weigh in. Let's bring them in. 891 speaking to Deputy Minister Andries Nell this morning. And uh, the question we are asking you is, how can our local government structures be more responsive to the demands of their communities? Given that this is the sphere of government that is closest to the people, they ought to be more in touch and more in tune with the needs and the wants of the communities. Are they actually doing that? And also, it doesn't stop there. As members of these communities, what are we doing in order to ensure that responsiveness that we actually demand from local government? That's what we're talking about this morning. 891 Facebook or tweet us at AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. And you can also uh, send us an SMS to 34701. Let's go to Siswe in Echeguini. Good morning. Yes, good morning, Sakina, and good morning to Deputy Minister uh, Nell. Look, firstly, I think the problem is, is the fact that every minister of COCTA who comes into office is an expert in diagnosing the problems, but we never hear anything about 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 implementation of the solutions when the problem, problems are identified. I mean, from Minister Baloi to Minister Shikaga's turnaround strategy, now Minister Pravin Kordan is coming with very good ideas of identifying the problem, but we never hear how are they going to implement the solutions. But also I think another question that I want to pose to Deputy Minister Nen is whether don't you think the politicization of community structures like the what committees is also contributing to the problem because now instead of, of what structures like what committees working in in conjunction with councillors to implement development, we, we see what committees becoming a political terrain where people are contesting for political space, challenging councillors, and even councillors being chairpersons of what committees, which I think is a, is a symptom of a political problem. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Siswe. Let's go to Earl in Clarkstop. Good morning, Earl. Hi. Good morning, Sakina. And good morning to your guests. Um, Sakina, I think the fundamental problem that we have within our communities, for one, since the election, there's been no politicians available in any of our communities to assess any progress or any needs from the communities because, obviously, they've achieved what they wanted to achieve throughout the election. That's the one thing. The other issue is, coincidentally, on Sunday, I drove in the township of um, Kanana in Orkney in the northwest. And I live in Orkney proper, if I can call it that way, the suburbs. But if you look at the living conditions of people within our uh, uh, townships, it is completely unacceptable and appalling living conditions that people are living in. And that, to me, once that starts changing, will represent true change within our communities. It's not about how many people 
have access to water, how many people have access to sanitation. Those issues are important, but the basic living conditions of people in South Africa, especially the black majority, has not improved any way or form since the dawn of democracy. That needs to be tackled. Then, our local newspaper today has a front page story, Hawks investigate local municipality. Those issues cannot be still be relevant and prevalent in our, in our societies. It needs to be addressed. The correct people need to put into positions that knows how to do these jobs. And maybe some of the failures came about with the establishment of metro city councils because these councils are too huge and they are not in touch with the, the, the needs of people in other areas that do not necessarily live in the metro municipality. Thank you so much. Earl, Dave, you're in Margate. Good morning. Oh, good morning, Sequina, and good morning to the Deputy Minister. Thank you very much for allowing me to speak to you. I actually uh, work at a, at a municipality that's received a disclaimer from the Auditor General. He says that uh, our books are in such a state that uh, he can't even venture an opinion. And uh, we've had similar sort of reports from our Audit Committee as well as COGTA and Treasury. And I think I can give you some of the reasons why this has happened. One of the things that worries me is that our portfolio committees at Uga District Council do not meet regularly. For example, in this month of August, six meetings that I'm required to attend did not take place because we couldn't raise quorums. The debtor's book is anywhere between 100 and 300 million, depending on how much you allow for impairment. Many officials, especially in, in finance, do not meet the minimum competency levels required by the MFMA and the Amended Structures Act. 600 people out of 1,000 that work at Uga are paid overtime every month, some of them up to 20,000 rand a month. Our confidence bloated by about 23%. Management is very weak in exercising discipline due to the strength of SAMU. And the voters, as you know now, we have votes for local government, we have votes for national government, Instead of every five years, it's every two or three years. So we're very conscious of the danger of actually imposing discipline on people when there's an election just around the corner. Mm. The water and, and sanitation is in a very bad way. We've, had, uh, we've got 18 wastewater treatment plants. Not one of them meets the minimum requirements, the draft requirements for uh, purity of, uh, of discharge. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Dave and Margate. This morning on the Forum at 8, we are asking you, how can our local government structures be more responsive to the demands of their communities? And the calls coming in thick and fast, as are the messages. Uh, let me start with the messages, and uh, I'll get back to uh, Deputy Minister now uh, to give us his views on some of the comments uh, that we are seeing here. Wittumela Matsidiso says, the problem is, instead of maintaining resources, municipalities wait for them to be dilapidated so that they can give tenders to their Cronies. Bongani Zungu says uh, protests are as a result of promises that were made by political parties which they now are failing to meet. And then uh, more here from Togazizi Shezi who says municipal uh, uh, depots rendering services to people must be based in townships and not in city centres. While Tsepisa Mokwena says systems and policies are in place already I think the main challenge is the delivery from the part of officials. Nkaba says 
our ward councillors need to go to their people, study their communities and know the basic needs in order to deliver and evaluate their work. And Peter Malachi says professionalized local governance ward committees should compose at least two qualified people. And then uh, Sfiso's comment this morning to us is communicate constantly with communities and give time frames, updates for projects and developments that should go a long way in assisting the situation. And Zolani uh, SS Zonyane says financial audit opinions are misleading. It perf- uh, if performance audits were to be conducted, all municipalities would be qualified. And then Tapelo Motumi uh, one, uh, municipalities need to be depoliticized. And two, communities have to pay for services. Three, money collection systems have to be improved. And Tembanator says billions of rands are chowed by municipalities. Councillors concerned about their perks and not about basic services. 20 years later, no services. Shaking my head. Ditaru, the fact that they don't know communities' demands means that these local municipalities don't really care and someone is not doing their job. And let's just go back to the lines because we have people who've been holding since before the break. Let's speak to uh, Henry and George. Good morning, Henry. Good morning, Shakina. Good morning. Goedemorgen, Minister. Goedemorgen. I'm glad to speak to you this morning. I'm calling from George. First of all, I have to comment that I think we've made major strides and I want to thank the Minister and all the people responsible. What I want to say this morning is that I am feeling so sorry for the poor councillors. You know, because of our electoral system, those representing us in provincial and national level, they don't take responsibility for what's going on on the people or on the communities. They can sit in high towers, and then they can blame the local municipalities. I feel, as a result of our electoral system, those people are not being held responsible, and we must work out a system where we can deploy as we are supposed to be those people in Eiffel Towers to come to work in the communities. They are earning their money in luxury, whereas the poor councillors have to suffer everything that the people are putting to them. So I think there must be a, a, a basic change in our representation as to our electoral system so that those people in Eiffel Towers can come and work in the community. Are you suggesting, Henry, that a local government, uh, local government councillors not be held accountable? They must be out accountable. How can they only be out accountable whereas you are supposed to have provincial representatives and national representatives who are responsible for communities? Who are they responsible to to local communities, Shikina? And we must help them responsible also. All right, that's Henry and George. Joseph and Potts and Johns, good morning. Good morning, Shikina. Good morning to the Deputy Minister. Sakina, just uh, straight to the point. Uh, my, 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 my first comment is that, <coughs> excuse me. My first comment is that um, the, the, the local government um, tier of government is actually a very important tier of government to such an extent that I actually think that even the provincial government is not as important as the local government. Which brings me to my first point. The point is, Sakina, is that the, most of, the, especially in the rural uh, local municipalities, most of these guys are not qualified to do the job. Unfortunately, the, this thing of politicizing, this needs to be depoliticized so that you get professionals who can do the job professionally and deliver to the people. And then the other thing, Sakina, is the, is the, is the, is the problem of corruption. It's so horrific. 
in the rural areas the level of corruption. And unfortunately, those people, because most of the people there, it's not that they are ignorant, it's not that they, they are stupid, it's, but just they, they are not as educated and they don't know their rights that they should take to the streets. They must go even to the municipalities. I'll give you one example, Sakina, very quickly. You take a, a small town of Port St. John. It used to be such a beautiful town during the times of the former Matanzimas and the former Wolomisas. You go there now. It's dilapidated, Sakina. It's stinking. The, the sewage water is running in every street. Look at Umtata, what is going on. There are portals all over the place. And that place used to be so beautiful. It's actually worse. It's much worse than it was before. It used to be so beautiful. So those are my points, Sakina. Whose fault is it? Whose fault is it that these uh, towns, these municipalities are falling apart, Joseph? Whose fault is it? It's the local municipalities because because number one municipal number one as a kina there is, there is so much corruption. For instance, now if they fix the potholes, they fix the potholes, and those things will just um will, will just stand it there for something like two three months, and after that the same potholes have to be fixed. I mean, you go to Port St. John's, the the, the the route, the small route there, five kilometers, three kilometers from the bridge, from the Umzimbubu bridge to the town of Port St. John's, it's it's like it's like dangers. They fix it every three months, Sakina. It's useless because they are wasting the funds on corruption. Okay, that's Joseph and Port St. John's. And I think many people, you know, can actually attest to what Joseph is saying with regard to that example that he quotes of the potholes. I don't know how these things happen, but they do. And many of us can attest to that. Stan in Mpumalanga, good morning. Morning, how are you? Well, and I- you, Stan? Good man. Look, man, I just want to uh, quick one with the, with the minister. Look, my, my brother is a, is a, is a ward, ward councillor. His house was burned down because of uh, service delivery protests. I helped him to do one thing, to do diagnosis of the problems of the municipality where I come from. And I found, I find that uh, 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 the backlog of water alone goes up to 200 million. And that little, poor, small municipality only gets about 20 to 30 million rand per annum of a grant of MIG. Now, the issue is, if my brother's house was then down on the basis of service delivery because of water, and the backlog of water in these small municipalities amounts to 300 million, and they get 30 million per annum, it means it will take them six to seven years to solve the problem of water and then. Let alone the cuckoos and all these new developments that are coming on a daily basis, not taking uh, 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 into consideration the infrastructure itself. But now, what I wanted to say is, what I wanted to say to the, to the minister is, to, to, for him to tell the whole to, uh, South Africa about the backlog of water, uh, about the backlog of infrastructure overhaul, you know, so that our own poor people there in the villages can understand the challenges which the country is going through because mm. from my personal experience i'm sorry uh, 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 i've been uh, around africa and the world and i, I i'm personally thinking south africa is doing much better now tell me stan um as the counselor there did your brother actually attempt to explain uh, these backlogs and uh, all the other findings to his constituency but you see we forget the fact the fact of the, uh, uh, the, the fact of the matter is our own people are, 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 most of them 
are in, unemployed and illiterate at home. I'm not insulting them. But when you bring when you bring a, 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 a language of uh, trans infrastructure and all the they don't understand those things. Our own people. What do you mean they don't understand those things? Surely it can be conveyed in simple language to say, you know what, we have this particular problem and because we don't have enough money, because this, that and the other was not done previously, we are unable right now as a municipality to address this need. Are you telling me people don't understand such things? They they do understand that. That is why they do what they call IDP. In the first five years of, uh, of, of governance, they, they go into uh, in the, uh, to the, uh, an IDP uh, plan. They plan with these communities to say, in the next five years, this is one, two, three, four, five that we can uh, 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 are going to do in the in the thing. Now, there's no point if your IDP cost is one billion and uh, and, and 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 the fund the grant or fund that you you get from the fiscal is is twenty percent. Then you know. You are just bound to to, 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 to cause chaos. Fair point, fair point. That does raise some difficulty. But how does that absolve the councillor from the responsibility of communicating uh, efficiently and effectively with his constituency? They've communicated that through the IDP program from the way they plan this thing with the communities to say what are the priorities in the next five years. And community one will say water roads, whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm saying the cost of that alone, the fiscals of the municipality cannot afford. And as a result, okay. the poor councillor is is left to do to to, to to suffer. I hear you, and 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 I, I'm putting a challenge out there. I want you to call me and tell me your local uh, councillor. How often does your local councillor actually call a meeting to discuss and, 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 and just to convey, you know, uh, some of the progress that the municipality is making with you as their constituents? I want to know that. 891 um, uh, KGM in Cape Town, good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Good morning to the Deputy Minister. Um, Sakina, can be brief? And please request the Minister to, to stop taking us. Because sometimes ninety uh, percent of the time, suppose people are taking full responsibility of their action. We keep on getting a blame game, and it's tiring. Um, let me let me applaud the minister, or rather the the premier or the the premier of of Northwest, uh, doing what we've requested many years ago for them to do. You see, Sakina, if we we swallowed our pride and we 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 allowed ourselves to learn from the past and the foundation would have been solid, we would not be having this conversation. Maybe this conversation would have been different. And the point is this. Uh, the minister alluded and explained how the municipalities were not there in the previous dispensation and how now every square meter of this country is covered with municipalities. Um, the point is not the municipalities covering the square meter. The, the point is, are the people getting the services? Now, in, in, the, in a former homeland, for instance, Bupujatswana is an example. We, we hardly had these uh, 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 disruptions, complaints, and so forth. What was so difficult with, including even in the former South Africa, what was so difficult with our government, um, 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 uh, our leaders, to to swallow their pride, learn from how things were done, so that we, should, we could avoid this. I think that's where the problem came, Sakina. All right. Now, we, 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 we're playing 
catch and and, uh, and and bridge on things that we don't even have a, a faintest idea, but we are not acknowledging the fact that we don't know. We claim to know what we don't know. All right, got you there, KGM in Cape Town. Uh, Hassan Logat, before I go back to the minister and we'll take more calls after that. Hello? Morning, Hassan. Morning, Hassan. No, he's... Oh. He's, he's not devolved to the bottom. These guys have, are elected, but they don't have the means to do what people demand of them. All our energies, it appears, in the first 20 years was spent on reconciliation, the big issues of the day. But clearly, local authorities are not empowered as, as much as citizens do want them to be. I've, I've had the, the luxury of, of, of being connected to another uh, country where you find libraries, give out DVDs, new books, etc. I used to work in a library in Indonesia, and I find some of the old books that I was, uh, was dishing out still there. So clearly the resources are not there for, to meet the demands. Secondly, I think some of the, the local, we can't say there's no money. Joburg Metro has got a lot more money, even more than Houting Provincial uh, uh, Government at one stage, uh, if I recall. But the arrogance of some of our officials is such. If you look at the, 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 the street around the, uh, the, the, the bowling club, the Zulek bowling club, I mean, they lose the case because the court says to them that they, the, the tender was issued unconstitutionally. The next day they say they're going to evict the, the incumbents who've been there for 83 years. Clearly, I don't understand. If they take responsibility for their actions personally, that they must pay for it as individuals, we'll have more responsibility. All right. Thank you so much, Hassan. Well, um, Minister Nell, uh, lots coming through. Um, I can't even tell you about the messages. I'm going to try and read a few of those as well. But your response uh, to uh, what our listeners have raised, the issues around corruption, the question as to whether uh, the municipalities are actually, you know, yeah. sufficiently funded and the depoliticization, etc. Raised some very, very good issues, and those are issues that, as Cocteau, we are seized with, and they form the core of what we are, are talking about when we talk about back to basics. I think, firstly, Seizwe uh, and Etiquini, we are not just diagnosing. We have done a very thorough diagnosis. We are on the ground. We are taking action. That is why Mr. Gordon, myself, uh, have been in more than a half a dozen municipalities in the past uh, two weeks on the ground, interacting with mayors, councillors, and officials. Secondly, Earl, um, no politicians in communities. I think that, that, that is not true. It's a generalization. We certainly are on the ground, and there are many councillors who take their jobs very seriously, who are in touch, who do report back regularly, um, and who are responsive. There are those who aren't. We need to deal with them. You referred to the Hawks investigating in Orkney. Uh, you might see quite a lot more of that. We are committed to eradicating corruption. We're working closely with uh, our, our provinces and with our law enforcement uh, agencies. The point around metros uh, not being in touch, I think that or being too big, I think that's simply not true. Metropolitan systems of government you find everywhere in the world, and they are necessary. And some of our metros uh, are doing excellent work. Uh, Dave uh, from from Margate, from in, in, in Ugu, um, you raise a whole number of issues. Many of them we agree with, but uh, you are a member of that municipality. We would also like you to see you taking action 
on, on those issues. Uh, we are aware of the problems in Ugu. There have been interventions, and where necessary, we'll intervene uh, further. The messages, I think, also raise a number of, of very, very important issues. I think, for me, what stands out in the messages that you read out is the need for councils to be communicating with their constituencies, to take, to make sure that our councillors report regularly uh, in a municipality like Steve Tretter, where we were uh, day before yesterday. They have as a standing rule that after every monthly council meeting, every single ward councillor goes out, convenes a meeting, and is required to report in detail to the speaker. Not only that they had a meeting, but what was discussed there, the minutes of those meetings and of the ward committees are submitted to the officials, their processed, and their standing items on the mayoral committee. I think it's that good practice which is followed in a municipality like Steve Twitter and many others that we need to emulate and make sure that all municipalities um, follow. Okay. The point raised by mm -hmm. Henry and George, I think he touches upon a very important issue. Uh, we can't absolve councillors of their responsibility, but we also need to, to recognize that responsibility for local government is a shared responsibility, that national and provincial levels of government must work to support local government, and also we need to do our work, our national and provincial work, in consultation with local government. Point raised by by Joseph about the need to ensure that things like ward committees are not politicized. We can't agree with him more. And as COGTA, we are working very closely with municipalities to ensure that ward committees are composed in the way that they should be composed, that they can, they're not politicized, that they're not uh, hand-picked people, but that they are members chosen by the community and accountable to the community. In a municipality like Steve Tretter, where that is done according to the rules, those, those ward committees function excellently. The issues that are raised there are followed up by the municipality and they are reported regularly to, to the community. Um, the issue that, that, that Ken raises with regard to, to, to backlogs and, and the size of municipal infrastructure grants, the reality is that we do have limited resources. We cannot provide all of the resources to every municipality everywhere in the country at the same time. Um, we do have resources. We must make sure that those resources are properly, wisely. Okay, don't know what happened there. But uh, let's just quickly hear from Stephen in Mpumalanga. Stephen, good morning. Very quickly. Sakina. Yes, Stephen. Can you hear me? Yeah, Sakina. Um, I just wanted to 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 to, to speak to the minister with regards to the communication. It, it, this 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 service delivery issues comes down to communication. Uh, the issues that they discuss in their departments, you know, they're not coming down to the people. That's a problem with with this service delivery issue that you see protests every day because people do not hear what the the, the, the ministers or the, mm. the councillors are doing. So that's a problem. That's where the problem is. If they can solve that, I think everything that by about the service delivery issues will be addressed. Thanks, Stephen, for keeping it yeah. brief. Sabelo in Cape Town. Good morning. 
Sakira, thanks for taking my call. I, I think what makes me happy in the debate is that this issue is raised by government itself. Having read this article yesterday, because it was raised by Minister Provin Gordon, I think his message was saying, let's start with basic issues. Filling of potholes, making sure that when there's a leak of water, uh, we respond as municipality. But my principle and the understanding of the three spheres of government, particularly local government, it was to bring government closer to the people. Mm. Yes, there are challenges, I understand, but what becomes our role as a citizen of this country? Mm-hmm. The culture of payment of rates and taxes, because these, these municipalities are not going to survive if we are not uh, paying, because I know that there's a history of non-payment. How do we... The, issue of banning of these public facilities, like, like libraries and, this, and the vandalism that is taking place. I think the debate, we must take it back to our committees. In actual fact, us who elect these makers, and it's our responsibility then not to be victims because it's our own government. Thank you so much, uh, Sabelo. And I think for now, we're going to pause this because that's a very critical issue that you raise and one that we have to look into. But for today, for this morning, we're going to park it there. And thank you so much uh, to Mr. Andre Snell, who is the Deputy Minister for Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, uh, who was our guest this morning. It's uh, nine o'clock. Thanks as always for your great participation to the production team as well. And uh, we'll come back to this matter and uh, we will continue. Continue this discussion, especially looking at uh, exactly what our responsibility is as citizens of this country. It's nine o'clock. Time for news with Vabakshini Chetty.